everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. Today is the 50th episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast, which is so crazy. Like, I cannot believe you guys have given me so much time just to, like, listen and chat and see what's going on and catch up with some Laguna Beach and catch up with some hills, some very Cavallari. My Justin Bieber corner, my Demi Lovato corner, my Hayden Panettiere corner. I mean, even with my rom-com life, you guys have listened to that really, like, crash and burn. (laughs) I'm glad we could go through that together. But seriously, I'm so excited that this has worked out and that you guys have enjoyed listening. And I enjoy putting this together, so... Thank you so much. Like I said, um, I really appreciate all the support you guys give me. That being said, just a reminder, there is a live show in Nashville on April 25th. It's going to be a 4 p.m. show. I'm probably going to do a giveaway in a little while. I'm not sure what it's going to be. I might give away like two tickets or like two pairs of tickets. But if you're thinking about coming, you definitely should. Don't hesitate. Just come. It's going to be a good time. We're going to party. And Jemmy is going to be an awesome guest. Um, She has no issue speaking her mind. So I'm really excited to have her on stage with me. A little bit of breaking news in the Laguna Biatch world. Audrina has blocked me. (laughs) Honestly, I'm a little upset or not upset. I was kind of like, what the fuck did I ever do to you, Audrina? And then I was like, maybe she heard my impression of her. Maybe she saw everyone was angry about how she was on Very Cavallari. I don't know, but I I thought I've been pretty kind to Audrina. I've never talked about her divorce because that was really bad. I really try to just like say she doesn't have much of a personality and then do my impression and move on. But I still like Audrina. Audrina, if you're listening, sorry to offend you. Whatever I did, I'm sure it was offensive. (laughs) But that's kind of an exciting way to to kick off this podcast because I had no idea. And, And it's funny. Everyone's like, what'd you do? I'm like, listen... Usually they don't give me a heads up. Usually I'm just blocked out of nowhere. But um, somebody asked me, like, who else has blocked me? Spencer has me blocked. Um, Tessa from season three has me blocked. Now Audrina has me blocked. And Ashley, Jason Waller's wife, had me blocked for a little while. And then she unblocked me right before the Hills reboot aired. And I was kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. But yeah, what a way what a way to kick off my week right? Kick off my week with a nice little block from Audrina Patridge. So before I get into this episode, I want you guys to know it is kind of a filler episode. I know I've talked about filler episodes before with the show, and this is one of them. Not a ton happens. There is like, actually, there are some key moments where you're like, okay, this shit's for real, but it's not like a, it's not a heavy hitting episode. It's again, just setting us up for what is going to happen later in the season. This episode has me feeling bad for Whitney though. My girl, Whitney. (laughs) Whitney, she uh, she gets some some tough love from the stylist that they're working with, and she's kind of over it, which obviously I'll get into when we talk about the episode. I'm trying to think what else. Before I forget, I've been watching Love is Blind on Netflix, and that show has become my new crack. It's my new addiction. So it's really br- bizarre. Like, they get they talk through a wall and end up falling in love and proposing, and I think, like, five couples make it through. But it's just a wild show from start to finish. And it's so good. Like, I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know what's happening. I will say it was filmed in 2018. But it's just airing now, which I think is kind of crazy. And these people have scrubbed their Instagrams clean. Like, and they're not wearing wedding rings because we don't know if they got married yet. It's very crazy. It's very wild. Um, I will say my favorites on the show are definitely um, Giannin. They call her Gigi, and then Lauren and Cameron. I really love those three. The other ones are just kind of like, meh. I guess I like Mark a lot, too. 
I don't want to like give anything away if you haven't watched it, but please watch it. It's really good and I'm not usually into like dating reality shows, so I'm very surprised that I am like this invested in this show. I've watched like six hours today. My brain's very mushy, but it's great. I'm hungover, so it's great that, <laughs> that I have this to watch and really rot my brain. So yeah, it's called Love is Blind. It's on Netflix and you will thank me after. Or you'll be like, why did you make me watch this? Because now I'm obsessed with it. I also watched Honey Boy over the weekend. It's written by Shia LaBeouf and it's about like his childhood. It kind of reminded me how good of an actor Shia LaBeouf is. I've kind of shied away from Shia because I've read some things about him and I feel like he's very um, wild <laughs> to say the least. He's so talented. He's like, he's crazy talented. It's kind of like Joaquin Phoenix. Like he's kind of like, what the fuck's happening? And then you watch him act and you're like, wow, he's so talented. So it's Honey Boy. I watched that on Amazon Prime. Really good. It made me very emotional. I cried quite a bit. Honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to like watch it again. But it's definitely, it's definitely a good movie to, uh, to sink your teeth into if you got a little time. Once you finish Love is Blind, go watch Honey Boy. I just did not want to forget about Honey Boy or Love is Blind. And I will talk more about Love is Blind. I'll talk about my favorites and all that. I just don't want to spoil anything just yet because they are like releasing episodes weekly. And like I said, it's really weird because they were, it filmed in 2018. Obviously we're in 2020. So maybe they just want to see if any of the couples would actually last. I do think one of the couples is still together. I'm going to tell you who it is. I think Lauren and Cameron are still together. Not 100% sure, but I think they're the only ones who probably made it. All right, so this is episode eight of season two. And I always say I watch it on Amazon Prime. I know it's also on Hulu. And there is this app called the Pluto app, Pluto TV, I guess, that you can download. I've never downloaded it. But I know a lot of people watch The Hills and Laguna Beach on it. So this episode starts off with Spidey having a meal and they're planning for Santa Barbara. Heidi wants to spend more time with Lauren and Spencer doesn't understand. But Heidi is hopeful that Lauren eventually changes her mind about Spencer. She's like, you know, I need to hang out with Lauren because she's very upset that I'm spending so much time with you. And Spencer just doesn't get it. And she's like, maybe Lauren will eventually change her mind if she sees that I'm putting in an effort. And you know what, Heidi? She doesn't need to remind you to be her best friend. But after she says that, Spencer like pulls her onto his lap and they start like making out and doing their weird kisses that they do. Because they never like fully kiss. They like push their lips out as far as they can and just like touch the tip of their lips together. It's very weird. They still kiss like that and... I guess I shouldn't be judging how couples show affection, but to me, it's very bizarre. And he brings up Santa Barbara again, and she's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to Santa Barbara. I don't care about Lauren anymore. I want to go to Santa Barbara with you. Sounds like a little robot. Little robot Heidi. He has you brainwashed. Now we're at Teen Vogue, and it's a Lisa, Lauren, and Whitney moment. And we find out that they're going to be working with Lauren Lowell who is very particular. Lisa's like, you know, she's tough. She wants everything done right. She kind of sounds like a nightmare, to be honest. Like, the way Lisa's kind of talking about her, she's like, oh, well, she's very tough. She's very hard to deal with. But, of course, she says it in her Lisa love way, so it's, like, kind of comforting. And you're like, okay, maybe it won't be so bad. But they're going to be working on a shoot with all teenagers, and that sounds like another nightmare. Teenagers scare me very badly. I know that I'm 28, and I shouldn't be afraid of teenagers, but there's nobody meaner than teenage girls. So Lisa's like, if you guys know any models, let us know, because we need a few more teen models. 
and Whitney's like my sister model. So she kind of plugs your sister and is her sister's going to come in, do the screen test with Lisa and all that. And then hopefully we'll model for Teen Vogue, which is very exciting. Then the girls leave and of course they have a fashion closet moment as they do. They're both nervous to be working with this lady because she's worked directly with Anna Wintour. You know what? I always say people's names wrong, especially like super famous like... I found out Glossier is called Glossier, so that was exciting. I just sometimes, the way I say things, I'm like, they must think I don't know how to read or something, but Anna Wintour, Wintour, I think I'm saying it right. I just, I'm not great with, like, fashion stuff. It's not me. Ask me about Hayden Panettiere, I'll tell you everything. Ask me about Vogue, I can't tell you anything other than Lauren Conrad had an internship at Teen Vogue. (laughs) So all of a sudden, Whitney kind of comes out of nowhere and she's like, I'm ready for more responsibility. She's been a intern for the past five years and she's like, I'm just over it. She wants to be a designer. She's like, I'm grateful for this position, but I just need more. And then Lauren, I'm going to call her Scary Lauren just because there are two Laurens and it's not like Low and Lauren. It's Scary Lauren, Lauren Conrad, and then Whitney. But Scary Lauren walks into the fashion closet and she's stressed about this photo shoot and she's like, this is going to be very stressful. I'm going to need somebody to um, iron out the clothes. I need someone to steam all the clothes while we're there. We're going to need people putting on accessories. You guys are going to really have to wrangle up these teenagers. Just sounds like a very stressful shoot. Lauren's like, she'll steam. She doesn't mind steaming clothes. Whitney just keeps repeating that she's ready to be more than just an intern because it has been five years. She's like, I should be doing more by now. And Lauren's just kind of like, yeah, totally. Like, Lauren doesn't give much feedback other than she understands where Whitney's coming from, basically. But maybe she just didn't know what to say. Now we're at the apartment and Lauren is sketching some skirts because remember, she is in fashion school. And she has things to do like sketching. She needs to get it done because she remembers she's in school. We don't see her at school at all, really. She's in school still. So Heidi comes home and starts like packing right away. She goes, I'm going to Santa Barbara. Lauren just like sits on her bed. She's like, oh, with who? And she's like, want to come? Lauren's like, do you think I want to go? So I don't know. It's like. I don't know. It's weird because Heidi seems to be trying, but I also don't know if Heidi's super genuine, if that makes sense. She's inviting her just to be like, you can come. So it looks like she's putting out an effort. But then Lauren's like, no way am I going to Santa Barbara with Spencer. Like, that's crazy. But I'm going to play a clip. It's an audio clip. So it's just about how, like, they need a girl's night, basically. Monday evening, we should have a whole Heidi and Lauren alone night. Uh, yeah. Like, we can go get a newsstand and get massages. <laughs> Good times. So Monday night, it's going to be a girls' night. It's going to be Lauren Heidi night. They're going to get massages, get their nails done. It's going to be a great time. Do we think that's going to happen? Guys, we know better. We know better that this... Sounds too good to be true for Lauren. Oh, and really quick, um, I meant to open up the podcast with this, but somebody somebody DM'd me and they were like, I would like your content a lot more if you didn't protect Lauren Conrad like she's your firstborn child. And that is one of the my like favorite like rude DMs. I guess not even that rude, but it's one of my favorite DMs I've ever gotten. I think it's perfect. I will always protect Lauren Conrad like she's my first child. Now we're at the Grove and the Grove is still a thing in Hollywood. I've always wanted to go to the Grove. But I was actually like really thinking about it and I actually never really want to go to LA. I don't know why there's not one bit of me that wants to go to Los Angeles. And I feel like that's very off brand for me. But I don't I've like I've heard it's kind of dirty. I've heard it's not the greatest. Like I'd rather spend my money and go to Laguna than go to LA. What do you guys think of LA? 
That's what I don't know. Do you like LA? I don't know. I mean, it would be cool, I guess. It would be cool to see like the Hollywood sign. So maybe like a day trip to LA, but I never want to go there. I never want to like stay in LA. So Lauren and Audrina are walking around and Audrina invites Lauren to join her on a double date. And she's talking about this guy, Chris, who she works with. And she's like, he's not like anyone I've ever dated. And on Lauren quickly says, she goes, that's a good thing. So it's very clear that Audrina has a questionable taste in men. And you know what? Maybe if Audrina listens to this, okay, I get why you blocked me. But Lauren says she'll go as long as it's a group thing. She doesn't want like a one-on-one date. She doesn't, she feels like that would be weird. And um, Audrina's like, no, of course, it'll be a double date. It'll be fine. But Audrina asks about Brody and then Lauren, she just goes, meh. So at this point, we're over Brody. We're over beautiful Brody. It was a beautiful fake love story for a little while. We know he's going to pop back up. But after the Gem Bunny thing, he had to learn his lesson. And I was talking to someone because they're like, you know, it does make sense if production lied to Lauren. And that was just like something that kind of pushed her over the edge. She was pissed about. And I actually do think that production lied to Lauren to tell her stuff. I mean, that there's no way she's that good of an actress. You know what I mean? Like, unless she was taking acting classes on the side or something. But I think it was a genuine upset because I do think production lied to her about things. So we know now that Lauren and Brody are on the outs and Lauren is ready to date. So now we're in Santa Barbara and Heidi's excited. She's like, she's looking out into the ocean and she's like, oh my God, is that a dolphin or a shark? Is that a dolphin or a shark? And Spencer's like, oh, I think it's called a dolphin, Heidi. But I get it. When I was in Laguna, I saw dolphins jumping out of the ocean and I started to cry. (laughs) So I do understand the excitement with that. But Spencer starts planting like little seeds again about Lauren and get ready. I'm going to play a clip. I promise you Lauren would not be going back to hang out with Heidi. She was dating Jason and her and Jason were in Santa Barbara. She would call Heidi and be like, yo, Heidi, um, I'm going to stay with my boyfriend. And you'd be like, okay, see you one day. So Spencer's like really putting it over time to make her know that Lauren is a hypocrite. He's basically like, Jason, if Jason was still in the picture, Lauren wouldn't be hanging out with you. And Heidi's like, yeah, you're right. And you know what? That could be true. That could be right. But he's doing it from a malicious standpoint. I think that if Heidi wants like a friendship, like she said she wanted, I think that she would have like stuck up for Lauren a little bit. That's one thing I noticed. She never sticks up for Lauren. Like when Spencer talks badly about her, she just agrees. And I think that's a big red flag. Again, I don't think Lauren was 100% in the right with this situation. I think she should have been a lot cooler about it. I think she should have let Heidi come to her with issues about Spencer and not just like judge her about them. And I do think Lauren was like that in the beginning. And then it just all became bad. And she was like, why are you even with this guy? And To a point, I think I've said this before, a a few of my friends have been in relationships like that where they just like bitch and complain about the guy the whole time and they never break up with them. You're kind of like, what are you doing? I thought you were unhappy. And that's kind of what Lauren's doing with Heidi. And Heidi's just like, I am happy. I've never been happier. I also think that there are some voiceovers for that scene, especially when they're like, when it shows the back of them. Heidi's like, I love Santa Barbara. And I don't think she was actually saying that. Or like she said it and they just threw the clip in because they thought it worked perfectly with what Spencer was saying. So we're back at Teen Vogue right before the big photo shoot that both of the girls are nervous about. And Whitney does her job, which is asking Lauren what her weekend plans are. And she talks about how she's going on a double date with Audrina and Chris and a hockey player named Blake. They kind of like chat a little bit and then they talk about Jade, who is Whitney's sister. And she's like, she's in there with Lisa right now. 
So Whitney's little sister Jade is meeting with Lisa and then quickly walks to the fashion closet to tell the girls the good news. She's gonna model and she's very excited about it. I mean, yeah, that's a huge deal. Teen Vogue was huge back in the day. You remember like Teen People too? I loved Teen People. But Lauren and Whitney are super happy for her, then introduce her to Scary Lauren, not LC, Scary Lauren. And they all kind of like chat a little bit and the call time's at 8 a.m. the next day. I believe it's the next day. I could be wrong, but it's at 8 a.m. soon. So Lauren and Audrina are rolling up to dinner and decide that hockey players are hot. And I completely agree with that. I think Tyler Sagan's like one of the hottest guys on the planet. Um, Growing up, my my brother played hockey and I was surrounded by hockey players all the time. Always had big crushes on them. And I feel like they're a little rough around the edges. Maybe they don't have all their teeth. Like, that's cool. I don't care. But hockey players, I agree. Most hockey players are very attractive. Lauren starts joking. She goes, if this goes wrong, it's all your fault. That's not how Lauren talks. I don't think I've really been able to do a Lauren impression, but I'm going to work on it, okay? Then Audrina says, by the end of the night, you're going to be making out with Blake. And she starts cackling. Audrina, when you let that personality shine, like, it's great. I think it's fantastic, but you blocked me, so I'm mad at you. <laughs> it's it's okay. She's still one of my favorites on the hills. Audrina will always be a fave, even though she hates me deeply. But they both kind of giggle. They're both excited about this date, and we're going to see what happens, guys. They show up to the W, and we meet Chris and Blake. So Blake is much cuter than Chris, and he kind of gives me Ryan Merriman vibes, circa Luck of the Irish a Disney Channel original that we all love and cherish. But he has like super spiked hair, super into it. I don't know. I think if I met a guy who spiked his hair in like 2020, I'd marry them on the spot. But we find out that these two have been friends since sixth grade and they're both from California. This seems very promising. We're excited. It seems like this is going to go great. And they joke about getting apps, then heading straight to like dessert. Chris says they need to cheers, so they do that. And you can see that they're all holding alcoholic beverages. Very exciting. I love when I spot that. But Chris drops some Spencer tea. And when I wrote that down, I thought there was going to be tea, but there's no tea. He just says that he saw Spencer at Area. And Lauren kind of rolls her eyes and Blake asks if she likes Spencer. And she goes, no. She's like, no, I don't. But Blake also keeps talking about dessert. And I don't know if it's like code or meant to be sexual (laughs) but he's like I want to see dessert I just really want to see dessert and Lauren's just like nodding her head but again nice music is playing in the background so maybe Lauren loves this dessert talk I don't know we have to wait and see we have to wait and see how Blake is gonna play out okay I mean he's a hottie he's a hockey player he loves dessert but we don't know we don't know anything about him other than that oh we actually do know that his parents have a house in Laguna, like a beach house in Laguna. And Lauren likes that. She likes that he has a beach house in Laguna because she loves Laguna. So they all hang out for a little bit and then they leave and there's no making out. Blake and Lauren do not make out, but Blake said he forgot to ask for her number. Lauren and Audrina agree that it was a successful date night. So Lauren and Whitney are driving to the shoot and Heidi calls to make sure they're still on for their Heidi and Lauren night. She wants to make sure she's still in Santa Barbara, but she wants to make sure she can still hang out with Lauren. And Lauren says she'll be back at the apartment by 7. So Whitney and Lauren agree that she shouldn't have to schedule time with Heidi. I don't agree with that. I think that once you get to a certain point, you kind of have to schedule time with friends. I know it probably sounds crazy to say that, but everyone has a life. Everyone gets busy 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There have been moments where I've been friends with people who get boyfriends and then they disappear off the face of the earth. That's a problem. But if they have a boyfriend and they're like, hey, let's hang out Saturday night. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to schedule friend time. Now, after that little conversation, we're at the shoot and scary Lauren is kind of breaking it down to Lauren and Whitney on what they're going to be doing. And Whitney will basically be her right-hand woman today, and Lauren is in charge of the kids. <laughs> Scary Lauren is like, Whitney, you need to be next to me at all times. If you need, if I need a bobby pin, you better be there. If I need a safety pin, you better be there. And then she's like, and Lauren, you can hang out with the kids. <laughs> but they keep saying kids, and they're all like teenagers. They're all like 17. But I don't know. When I think of kids, I think of like a um, Little Uncommon James photo shoot that Kristen has on the show sometimes. So now it's Whitney's job to ask Lauren about her date, right? They're getting ready for the shoot and Whitney has to ask Lauren about her date. She needs to know what's going on because that's her job as the work wife. How's the date? Um, it's good. He's cute. Really? Mm -hmm. Good. Adriana's guy was chill too. Really? They were really like cool guys. They were like normal. You know what I mean? That's good. It's, like, really refreshing to meet people like that here. Yeah. So their little gossip session was quickly interrupted by Scary Lauren, and she starts basically yelling at Whitney about how she put the hangers on the wrong way. Okay, I'm exaggerating. She's not yelling. She spoke to her firmly and said, you're putting them on the wrong way. And it reminded me of when I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, I was in apparel for a really long time there. You had to like leave the hooks a certain way on hangers. I don't even remember. I, it was hell. Like retail's the worst. I think everyone should work retail, but retail is really rough. Um, one time at Dick's Sporting Goods, I've talked about this story before. I'm going to talk about it again because I'll never forget. This guy brought in a loaded crossbow, put it in the carriage shopping cart. We call it a carriage in Massachusetts sometimes. Put it in the shopping cat cart. I was saying carriage again. And when he did, it shot out. The the arrow, bow, whatever it's called, shot out. And literally went right next to my head. It was like, phew. And it was one of the scariest moments of my life. And I was almost killed by a crossbow at Dick's Sporting Goods. So that's my story. All right, back to Whitney being over scary Lauren. Um, she doesn't really care to be like her right-hand woman anymore. And Whitney and Jade, and Jade is Whitney's sister, not the one who dates Brody in later seasons. Whitney and Jade are talking, and she says she's very thankful for the position, but she also explains that it's hard to do something for someone who doesn't respect your work. All I can say to that is preach it. Whitney, I feel you so deeply right now. It is insane. It's really hard to, like, want to help someone who doesn't give you any respect. And I think no matter what your position is, in order to get respect, you have to give respect, right? It's how I almost sounded like Audrina. In order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. But really, I think that it goes both ways, whether you're a VP or a manager or whatever. I think that respect has to go both ways. And if it doesn't, it creates a real toxic work environment. Can you tell I'm speaking from experience? But then it kind of makes me like sad. Like Whitney's like, I don't know if I'm being a baby about this. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way when we complain we're like, oh, am I acting like a little kid? Like, like, is this, am I being a baby? And one thing that I always say, like my parents are always, well, you're a millennial. Millennials, whenever, millennials. And I'm always like, am I being a millennial? And it's like, no, you're allowed to be upset about things. But this quote actually made me really sad. I like Whitney a lot. I know I feel like Whitney's kind of boring. I think all the cast is pretty boring <laughs> other than like Spencer. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Don't tell anyone. But she, she says this, Whitney says, 
I can't speak up, but when you're the one in the clothes, you can speak up. Meaning like I'm not a model, so I'm not allowed to speak up, but you can. In the next scene, she's explaining that she's ready to style and really hold the reins. And again, she's sick of being an intern. She's done it for five years. She's like, why am I still in this position? Little does Whitney know it's all going to pay off because she gets her own spinoff. And honestly, I've never watched The City. A lot of people really want me to watch The City, but I have never, ever, ever watched it. I couldn't picture Whitney being a main character. And I think I was like, oh, Whitney thinks she's too good for the hells. So I was like, no, I'm not watching it. But now we have kind of a tense moment between Whitney and Scary Lauren, and I'm going to play the clip. And just to let you know, I don't mean to be difficult, but I have a, uh, like a farewell dinner for my sister tonight, so we have to leave once Jade is gone. Well, I'm going to need you guys to stay and to help me pack up at the end of it. The dinner is at 6 over in over on the west side. Okay, well, I'm going to need you to stay. Well, okay. I can do it if she needs to leave. Well, it's I'll a lot. do as much as I can. I know, I mean, I don't mind staying a little later. That's it. That's what a work wife does. Sometimes you got to step up. Sometimes you got to work a little more. And that's okay because at the end of the day, that's your girl. And you don't want scary Lauren to be mean to her. So Lauren steps up, says she'll be there, says she'll clean up, whatever. And that's that. But it is sad because you just hear how defeated Whitney is. Like she goes to say something and then she just goes, okay, like whatever. I'm not going to win this. So Audrina calls Lauren because Lauren's on her way home from the shoot and it's later. So we don't know exactly what time it is, but it is probably later than seven, which is when her and Heidi were supposed to go out and get mess massages at 7 p.m. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a weird time to get a massage. I haven't gotten a massage in like a decade. I should probably get one, but I feel like that's a very late time to get a massage. But Audrina basically says the guys want to go out on a date and Lauren declines because again, she has plans with Heidi. Well, guess what? Guess what happens when Lauren gets home? Heidi is nowhere to be found. Heidi and Spencer are at the movies. They are at the movies and Spencer orders red vines, popcorn and water. And Lauren sits on the couch and calls Audrina. And they are going out on a double date. But you can tell Lauren's sad. And again, it's like, Heidi doesn't care. Heidi's with her boyfriend. And that is going to be the rest of season two. So get ready. (laughs) But that is the episode. So maybe it wasn't as much of a filler episode as I thought it was. I think that this episode is what kind of made Whitney be like, Whitney's going to be more of a main character now because we see Heidi and Lauren are not going to get along and we're going to need another best friend for Lauren. So I think that's kind of what happened. I could be totally wrong. I don't even know what's real anymore with the hell. Sometimes I'll say something and someone DMs me. They're like, that's not right. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. But I was talking a little bit about work and like being with a boss and stuff. And I've been having a really tough time lately at work. Um, I've been there uh, two years and it just kind of feels like right now, I don't know, my confidence is shot. I feel like I'm not doing a good job and I feel like I'm being constantly reminded that I'm not doing a good job. There's just a lot going on and I'm really fucking sick of it. So if you have any like cover letter skills, please let me know because I need all the help I can get. I think my resume is good, but like hearing back from someone is really, really hard. I'm like, damn, I don't even know how to like, I guess I could send a follow up email or something, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot for me. (laughs) I always um, quote when Kristen is uh talking her when her car breaks down the dunzo car she's like this is a lot of stress on me i'm like yeah me too Kristen. i feel that this past week's very cavalry i barely remember it i feel like they really tried to hype us up with the hills and then it was only like 10 15 minutes of the show 
And then, um, so that was like a month ago when Heidi and Audrina were here. But then the Globes or the Emmys, whichever she was at, was in like September or October. I really just don't think Kristen gives a shit about a timeline. I really think Kristen's like, they're watching it anyway. Who cares? I'm like, I get it. I'm watching it anyway. You're right. But I heard from a little birdie. It got picked up for season four. I don't know if it's 100% true. But if that happens, I can only assume that they're going to cut Britney out completely. I don't think Britney is really even going to be in the show. Could be wrong about that. Um... I just, I think Kristen wants to make it about Kristen and Jay, and I kind I do like their dynamic. I do like Kristen and Jay's dynamic. Um, I do like work drama, though. I was a big fan of all the work drama, and I'm not just saying that because I like Shannon. I'm saying that because it was more interesting to me. Like, it really, I know that people have barn cats and stuff, but I don't know. They're set up for that barn cat, and then the way it, like, climbed out and jumped out. Since that moment, I've been very nervous about that farm, but I know people have outdoor cats. I just don't have an outdoor cat. Um, that was a very weird sidebar, (laughs) but that scene, I think about it a lot. This cat's in like a chicken coop with a tarp over it and the scratching post. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And that's only because of how I treat my cat, like royalty, as all pets should be treated. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't have a ton of talking points for after this episode, and I was really ready. I was like, 50th episode, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to (laughs) chat. Somebody did ask me to talk about my favorite celebrity couples, though. So that's something I can definitely get into. One of my all-time favorite, favorite, favorite celebrity couples. It's very weird. It's Jensen Ackles and Danielle Harris from The CW. I just think they're both such beautiful people. They have beautiful family. Super hot. Like, I don't know. I just like them a lot. Um, I also posted about Anna Kornikova and... Enrique Iglesias, and I love them. I've always loved them. I remember that song. She was in one of his music videos, and I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade when it came out, and I was like, this is very sexual. I should not be watching this. But I watched TRL, so I was watching it. Don't you worry. I was watching it. Um, I was ch- I'm was. i trying to think of some of my other favorites. I loved Nelly and Ashanti, but he cheated on her. No good. I loved Usher and Chili, but they broke up when I was really young, but I really liked them as a couple. And I was talking to someone, and I was like, you know Usher in the Yeah music video? I don't think there, it doesn't get much sexier than that for me. Like, he's not even shirtless in that music video, but there's something about, like, his blue baseball cap and his U diamond necklace and his striped shirt and the way he's dressing with those neon lights behind him. I'm like, I'm about it. I'm about this Usher life. <laughs> I've always loved Usher, one of my favorite singers. Of course, you have to love Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Gotta love Will and Jada. And yeah, I feel like that's it. I really loved Ryan and Reese when I was younger, but then Ryan Phillippe turned out to be kind of an asshole. So I get why they're divorced. Should I say allegedly an asshole? Because I'm pretty sure it's like a known fact he's a dick, which really sucks because he's so hot. But I don't know. I, I like DM with someone and we talk about Ryan Phillippe a lot and there just seems to be... He's like a man-child. He is a man-child. He's Peter Pan. He's Brody Jenner. <laughs> we have to talk a little bit. This is really sad. Hayden Penetier, her boyfriend was arrested for domestic assault. I don't even want to like put this out there, but I'm very worried about Hayden. If you've listened for 50 episodes, you know how worried I am about Hayden Penetier, and I've always been worried about her. And I don't think this, I think that this is going to be a tragedy. I don't know, I don't want to even say anything, but I do not think that this is going to end very well. I need Hayden to get away from him, to get herself clean, get herself sober, 
like just something because this is really sad. I think Hayden is a triple threat. I think she can sing, she can dance, she can act. And like Juliet Barnes is an iconic character. I loved Juliet Barnes on um, on Nashville. And it was there's one song from Nashville, Don't Put Dirt on My Grave Just Yet. And I love that song so much. Hayden Panettiere has always deserved better. She's way more talented than Hilary Duff. Yeah, I said it. But for some reason, oh, she probably wasn't a Disney kid. Okay, the reason actually makes sense now that I'm saying it out loud. A few people asked me about my thoughts on Amanda Bynes, and I just hope she's okay. Um, Amanda Bynes, growing up, she was like my idol. I wanted to be Amanda Bynes. I feel like a lot of people my age, our age, whatever, probably wanted to be Amanda Bynes. Like funny, beautiful, funny, 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 very funny. And now it's sad. It is sad. You know, these Nickelodeon and Disney kids, it's almost like they didn't have a shot. It's almost like they didn't have a shot in hell, and it's so sad. They have all these people around them who are pressuring them to be famous, and they're, look up Dan Schneider, and that dude's a creepy, creepy man. Dan Schneider does a number on these kids. He just needs to be something. Allegedly, he needs to be something. But there's a lot of stuff about Dan Schneider in Nickelodeon, if you look it up. It's very creepy, very scary. But I mean, think about it. A lot of Nickelodeon, a lot of Disney kids have these issues. A lot of teen or like young celebrities who grow up in the limelight have those issues too like I am so nervous for Millie Bobby Brown (laughs) I do not know how that's gonna go and I hope it goes fine I mean Drake texting her and everyone's like oh it's not that weird I'm like dude is 30 years old he should not be texting a 15 year old I don't care who you are I don't know that's weird I did want to take a quick second a lot of people reached out after last week's episode where I talked about like my depression and stuff like that and I have been actively trying to get myself out of that negative space just when I go to work man it just it takes a lot out of me I get out of work I'm okay and I have been making sure that I have like some noise on in the background last week I put my laundry away right away this past weekend I uh, I actually took a three-day weekend because I want I like I just being somewhere you hate for 40 hours a week takes a lot out of you and I am trying to be more positive about it I got like a little self-help book I'm trying to read. It just, it gets tiring. And if you're feeling that way, just know you're not alone. And I think the only thing we can all do is apply for different jobs. But even last week, I got an email about the uh, Zanies, the live show, and they're like, you're not selling tickets quick enough. I'm like, it's been two weeks. What do you mean I'm not selling tickets quick enough? And they were like, oh, I guess it has only been two weeks. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, Ugh, I feel like I have a lot of stressors in my life and I'm still not doing anything about them. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so I was looking through the asks that I got um, from last podcast that I did. I didn't put one up this past week because I got so many asks and I love that. Thank you guys so much for wanting to like do that and be interactive and I think it's really cool. But someone was like, why don't you like the Kardashians? All right, I'll talk about it. I'll I'll bite. <laughs> And I disliked them before the whole Taylor Swift thing. I just want to say that because I don't know if Taylor Swift was right in what she tried to do. I don't think you can record somebody, but it's also kind of like, homie, you got caught a little bit and then you came out with a, a my favorite album, Reputation. So it's cool. It's good. But I don't know. I don't like the greed that the Kardashians kind of show. Um, like Kim, there, so when the Australian fires happened, someone was like, you know, you haven't said you donated anything when I think they like to flash when they do charitable work. I could be totally wrong. I don't follow them as closely as, mo- as like people who like them. I don't know. 
But then like the next day she did this insane fridge tour and she has like four or five fridges and she's like, I know you guys are curious how I feed my five children. And it's like, no, you're rich. Nobody's nobody's curious about this, Kim. And she's like, we have a lot of milk. And it's like, cool or whatever. Like, I don't I watched it. I hate watched it. I can't lie. But I used to really, I watched the Kardashians and then know what happened? Know what happened that turned me off from the Kardashians? When Courtney gave birth to Mason and she sat up and ripped him out of her, I, I couldn't go back. I could not go back to the Kardashians after that moment. But I just think there's a lot of like grossness with them. And I feel like they have TMZ right under their thumb. Um, if you look over on Bravo Historian, She does this whole thing where she um, points out different paparazzi pictures and there are certain paparazzi that the Kardashians work with where they will edit things to look better than they actually do, like edit their bodies. It's just so crazy to me. Like I was talking to somebody and we were talking about Kylie. We were talking about Kylie um, Jenner. And I was like, she's like Irish and Italian. Like she's not Armenian at all. And she kind of, I just... I do think Kylie is one of the best examples of what it's like to grow up in the limelight. She probably didn't feel super pretty. She got a lot of work done and now she's beautiful and a billionaire. So, I mean, (laughs) things happen. Crazy things can happen. But I just I there's something about them I don't like. And I think it has a lot to do with like them calling TMZ all the time and then being like, what about my privacy? And it's like, wait, you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. You guys hired your own firefighters to save your homes. And I get it. You have money to do that. But it's still like insane when the, um, was it the Malibu fires? Whatever fires, I guess they don't live in Malibu, but there were wildfires in California. And what they did was they hired their own firefighters and to me, it's again, it's just like, okay, you have money. We get it. There's there's probably a lot more that I dislike about the Kardashians. I'm just not going to go through and like pull up tweets. But even the whole Jordan Woods thing, I think Jordan Woods was a sacrificial lamb to the Kardashian family cult, whatever. I think Tristan was cheating on Chloe for a long time and probably with Jordan, probably with a lot of other people. And they were like, Jordan, listen, we're going to give you a big payout. Because someone else is going to sell this story to TMZ, which was Tristan hooking up with that random girl like on an elevator at a hotel. And they're like, Jordan, we'll pay you. You go first. So people don't talk about the other video that's about to come out. Uh, That's just how I kind of feel about it. I don't know. It just they gross me out. I think Kanye West is a cult leader trying to be a cult leader. And I remember there was one thing where Kim was like, she said, Kanye wants her to dress more modest now because she's a mother and stuff. I'm like, uh, no, he knows there's evangelical church money to be made and you got to dress a little more buttoned up. That's that's what that is. Whew, was that enough? Did I give you guys enough? And to be fair, if you love the Kardashians, I don't care. Like, do you? Like, I always say, like, like whatever celebrities you like. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you for liking the Kardashians. Like, I know some of you are mad at me when I talk about Taylor Swift, but I think for the most part, like, it's cool. (laughs) I'm not going to be mad. Don't be mad that I called them, like, rich and gross. I guess the last thing I want to talk about was is just, like, how Laguna Beach became Laguna Beach, and I think it's so cool that you guys have been able to, like, or have allowed me, not been able, have allowed me to talk about my life and really... When I first started the page, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to show myself. I'm like, why would I ever show myself? And 
because I'm very uncomfortable with how I look. I'm very insecure about my body. I need to, I want to lose weight and then I complain about it and then I don't do anything about it. That's just whole cycle. But I was sure that like I would never show my face. People would know who I am. And now here I am having a live show, which is really cool with like Jemmy from the real world, who is my number one reality TV person ever. Like her season of real world was probably my favorite, the New Orleans one. But I just, I, I can't believe the platform that I've been allowed to have. I can't believe that you guys not only like let me talk about mental health stuff, but embrace it. One thing that I think this community has that like not a lot of communities have is that we, we're in things together. Like if something cool is happening, I try really, really hard to keep you guys involved and people will DM me and be like, hey, I'm getting married. Hey, I'm having baby. Like that's so cool. It's so cool that we're able to have that. It's just I'm, I won't get emotional, I promise. But do you know what I mean? I just, I feel like we have something really special that not a lot of like Instagram platforms have. And I think for the most part, we're all pretty kind to one another. Other than like Audrina and <laughs> Gem Bunny and Spencer and Tessa for blocking me. But this, the page isn't built on hate. It's built off like sarcasm probably, but it's not built off hate. And you guys are so cool to me and it just... Yeah, it makes me happy that, you know, we've spent 50 hours together record or I've been recording, you've been listening and that's really cool. Um, I really hope a lot of you are able to make it to the live show. And yeah, you guys have just been so awesome and so supportive. I don't know, last weekend, last week when I talked about my mental health and like depression and the fact that I openly admitted that at one point I wanted to just drive into a lake and not exist anymore, like that's really something special and I'm really happy I'm not in that headspace anymore and I just if any of you are feeling like really low just know that it does get better and I know that's really lame to like end on I feel like that's such a cliche thing to say but life's hard life can be really hard and let's just keep laughing together and let's keep talking about Justin Bieber and let's keep talking about Spencer Pratt <laughs> but I hope you guys have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Fingers crossed, if you hate your job, we're all going to get better jobs. And make sure you join the Laguna Biatches on Facebook because we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about more than just Laguna. There's a lot of pop culture stuff and you're more than welcome to do pop culture. Um, oh, somebody slid into my DMs. They live in Wilmington, North Carolina. And they brought up the One Tree Hill cast because I had to ask. I'm like, oh, what were they like? All right, so this is a little bit of One Tree Hill tea before I say goodbye. Um, they said James Lafferty was super cool, super nice, like did a lot of charity work. He'd go to bars and stuff and hook up with a lot of college girls, but he did a lot of charity work for Wilmington. They said that Chad Michael Murray was kind of a dick, which I feel like we're all aware of. And he used to hit on anything that moved, whether he was with Sophia Bush or, or with Kenzie Dalton. Didn't matter. He was all about hooking up with hotties at the bar, I guess. Then this made me sad. She said Sophia Bush was mean. But, you know, I hope, they, I hope they've all grown. I know that I hold a grudge against Chad Michael Murray because he was rude to me. But I hope they've all grown. <laughs> And yeah, all right, there's my One Tree Hill tea. Uh, make sure you watch Love is Blind. Next week, I'm probably going to talk about it a lot more. I just, I haven't finished it, and I don't think the season finale's come out yet, but I didn't want to give a bunch of spoilers if a lot of people haven't chose, like, haven't had a chance to watch it. And yeah, I hope you all have an awesome rest of your week, and I will talk to you 
next week. And yeah, buy tickets to the live podcast. Okay, bye.